Good morning, Harvest. Here we are as we continue in our standing firm on shaky ground. And today I, I want to talk more about not just standing, but moving forward. When we're on shaky ground, we shouldn't be paralyzed. God wants to move our lives forward. He wants to move your life forward. He wants to move my life forward. And so we can actually make progress. We can actually take next steps, even when the ground is shaking all around us. I want to pray for you today as God will just put these principles into our heart. Father, we ask today, that we would learn not just to stand on shaky ground, but to move forward on shaky ground. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of it. Faith comes by hearing. Lord, we want to hear what you're saying to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. I've kind of subtitled this, A Tale of Two Paths. I want to continue with Psalm 27. The context is to make faith declarations. That's what we've been doing throughout this whole series. And we've been saying uh, things like, I will live strong. I love God's house. I will hold my head up high. I'm going to have an overflowing heart. And I will turn to God at all times. Well, this week, I want to walk on a level path. Listen to Psalm 27, 11, and 12. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I want to focus on the first part of this verse, as David said, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path. Now, we understand there's adversaries in our life. The enemy wants to kill and he wants to destroy our lives. He wants to trip us up. He wants to make it so you miss your destiny. And so David says this is a really important uh, principle for him. A smooth path doesn't mean it's free of difficulty because here we are talking about how to stand firm in difficulty, learning how to stand uh, firm and move forward in difficulty. So it's not that we're going to be without difficulty. It's going to be we're going to be able to to move through it, stand firm in it, and that God is with us as we walk steady on shaky ground. Our journey that God has for us is a good journey. He wants us to get to our destination. Now, our destination uh, isn't some, somewhere in the future. Our destination is every day as we're walking in our destiny, it's where we are in our journey. If I could tell the younger version of myself anything, that's what I would tell myself, is get good with where you are. Enjoy every moment of every day. You're in your journey. You're in your destiny. So it's not a place that we're going, so to speak. But what it really is, is it's a place that we, we are. And so I want to compare Lot and Abraham today because they had a set of decisions that they had to make. Proverbs 4, 18, 19 says this, the ways of right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. I love this. I know that's a verse that Pastor Dick embraces with both hands and both feet as he and Margot just exemplify standing firm in their lives. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. But the road of wrongdoing gets darker and darker. Travelers can't see a thing, and they're going to fall flat on their face. 
God had so blessed Abraham. God was walking with Abraham. He had given promise to Abraham. And in Galatians, we understand that that same promise is ours through faith. And so this is an important story for us today is we understand how did Abraham walk in his blessing? How did he discover all that God had for him? Now, Abraham had a nephew named Lot, and Lot had seen all of the blessing. He had seen everything had taken place. In fact, uh, their clans had grown so large, so big, that the pasture land got crowded. And so a decision had to be made. Who was going to go where? How were they going to divide uh, all of the sheep and all of the clansmen in order to support uh, their next steps and where they were going? And so we read this scripture in Genesis 13. is not the whole land before you, Abraham speaking to Lot. Please separate from me. If you take the left, I will go to the right. If you go right, then I'll go left. And Lot lifted his eyes, and he saw the plain of Jordan. It was well watered everywhere. This was before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go towards Zor. And then Lot chose for himself all of the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. Now, Lot makes some decisions here. We're going to look at Abraham in a minute and his decisions, but Lot makes a number of decisions that are not good decisions. And they end up, we kind of, spoiler alert, you go fast forward to the end of the story, Lot's life, it ends in destruction. In fact, his lineage becomes the Moabites and the Ammonites, the very enemies of God's people for generations and generations and generations to come. So what did Job do wrong? How did he get his path? Remember this morning, we want to move forward on shaky ground. How do we know? How do we know the right decisions to make? We're praying a smooth path and to know the ways of the Lord. And so Abraham knew the ways of the Lord. It says that Lot lifted his eyes and he saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Well, what the picture is kind of showing us here is that Lot is admiring how beautiful one particular parcel, one particular part of the land. Remember, he's surveying it all and he has the choice. You can go anywhere you want. You can make any decision you want to. But he bases his decision on the natural and not the spiritual. What it looks like. Does it look good? Does it feel good? Oh, this decision makes me happy. I hear that so often. Our happiness is not a good gauge of how to make a forward decision because our happiness is temporary. It's not spiritual, it's not eternal. God wants to put joy in your heart and he does want to bless us and he does want us to be happy. But so often with that phrase, I just want what makes me happy. And so Lot is looking at uh, what makes him happy, and it looked good, it felt good. In fact, it made him happy just thinking about it. And he thought, this, this is probably a good decision. This is what I want to do. It goes on. Then Lot chose for himself, <laughs> and that himself kind of screams off the page, all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east. He chose himself. He chose for himself. We have to be so careful about self because the Bible says that we were apart from God. Our self was separated from God. When we become a Christ follower, we invite the Spirit of God into our lives. And the Bible says we become one. And we need to rely on God and God's ways because we were programmed with the world's ways. We were programmed with our self ways. 
We want to be reprogrammed with God's ways. Why? Because God's ways lead to blessing and fulfillment and the greatest joy that we could ever know. But Lot chooses for himself, not necessarily what God wanted, but what Lot wanted. He didn't even consult God. And so self sits very strongly in the driver's seat of Lot's life. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. It's saying that the path that makes you happy in the moment seems right in the moment, maybe the path that takes you to destruction. Now, we don't have to be like super concerned about this and, oh my goodness, I can't, you know, we get paralyzed. I don't even know what decision to make because I don't want that one. No, God will lead us. But you have to take the time to be intentional and consult God and say, God, is this something that I just want? Or God, is this something that you want for me? It goes on to say they separated from each other. Now, Abraham had invited him to say, you know, we've got to put some space between us. And his intention was so you can be blessed and I can be blessed. But it wasn't so that they would cut their lives off from each other. And that's what Lot did. Lot cut himself off from all godly influence. Lot thought, I don't need Abraham anymore. I don't need to look at Abraham's life anymore. I, I want to say it this way. If your decision that you're making, if you're making a decision and there is less godly influence in your life, less godly people around you, uh, your decision, whatever it might be, you know, time-wise or resource-wise, but that decision kind of shrinks your ability to get into God's Word, shrinks your ability to be around God's people, I'm going to suggest that's probably not a great decision to make. If you're becoming more independent and less interdependent, I want to say that again, it's super important. If you're becoming more independent, that's self raising its head, wanting its rights, wanting to grow and say, oh, I'm mature now, I can do this all by myself. But that all by myself becomes a me and Jesus attitude and it cuts us off from God's people and the wise counsel of being in, in God's people. And we become less interdependent, dependent on one another. It's not a good decision. It says that Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and he pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. <laughs> and the idea here is that he put his home, he put his tent as close as he could to Sodom. And if you know the story, Sodom is a city that was built on things that were so contrary to God that God actually destroyed that city so that it could be rebuilt and started over again. So Lot chooses a city, a place, where the philosophies of how it's governed and how life happens is so contrary to God's ways that he's moved a long ways away from God. He's drifted a long ways away from the ways of God. And so that kind of really screams out to us in the scriptures that Lot's in a place now that he continues to walk, not on steady ground, but walk in a place that it's not God's ways. Now, as we read about it, it says in Genesis 19.1 that he was actually in the gates of the city. Now, what that tells us is he made city council. Lot's a good guy. <laughs> uh, he'd been with Abraham. He'd learned some cool things. And so he gets voted on city council, and he actually has a voice into that city. Now, you may say, wouldn't that be an amazing thing? Wouldn't that be awesome as a Christ follower to have a voice into, into a city? And, and I would agree. That would, I think God's people should have voices everywhere in society. 
But remember, he's chosen uh, not God's way, but his own way. And so what seems successful, sometimes when we're choosing our own way, isn't success at all. And it's actually pulling us farther and farther away from the things of God. And, and, and so what's happening here is he's measuring, he's measuring his steps and he's measuring, uh, did I do the right thing by success? And what I want to say to you today is success is not the measurement of, did you make a great decision? Now it can be, but if you're just kind of making a decision and going, this is a successful decision. I'll have a voice. I'll have, uh, I'll have all of this promotion. Promotion, the Bible says, comes from the Lord. If you've promoted yourself, as Lot did, it's not gonna end well. But if you have allowed God to promote you, then that's gonna end super well. And it's gonna be fruit that remains. I remember in my life, I was making a decision. I was just coming up on 30. We were making the decision to leave Canada, Christine and I, but it felt like I was making a backward decision. A lot of my friends at that time were moving forward in their ministries, people that I had gone to Bible college with and, and studied with. And, and uh, there was one person in particular that had uh, had the opportunity to plant a church. So here I am working on a staff position uh, as a school teacher not even as a pastor of a church, really feeling like I was in some ways taking a road <laughs> that was going in the opposite direction of what I thought was God's call and success in my life. Yet we were so convinced that we'd heard God and we knew we were on the right path, but it didn't feel like the right path. It didn't feel good at that moment. And I remember sitting down with Pastor Don and, and kind of comparing myself to this other person. And the church that he planted was growing, it was amazing. And Pastor Don gave me this illustration. He said, you know when you go out on a dark night and the stars are out and it's so beautiful, and it happens to be um, in the United States is where I was at the time, the 4th of July and the fireworks are going off. And when the fireworks are going off, you don't see the stars. Um, and you're just like, wow, ooh, ah. And then it's over in a very short amount of time. And Pastor Don asked me, he said, do you want to be a shooting star like the fireworks? Or do you want to be one that has lasting light? And the story that I was comparing myself to actually ended badly. And I don't rejoice in that. But I look at it as a learning lesson for me. And I realize that I listened to the voice of those that were connected to me. Uh, as uncomfortable as that was. And, and I, I made some good choices because God was with me and I was learning God's ways. We're gonna look at Abraham now and see how do you make good choices in shaky times. As I look back at my own journey and some of those decisions, I realize that the will of God is not difficult. And I want to really communicate that today, that knowing God's will and knowing which steps to take are based on the principles of God's word as we're gonna see and they're not difficult to understand. They can be difficult to do because we're dealing with self. We're dealing with that part of us that we're submitting and giving to God, that we're trusting that God has a plan for our lives that's better than we know, better than we dream about, better than we can imagine. And that's the rub, is handing our lives over to somebody else and trust them uh, for, with our own fulfillment and our own, our, our, our own enjoyment and the joy that we talked about. But think about it this way, if God is the one that created us, and that's not an if, he did, he knows exactly how he designed us, and he knows exactly what will fulfill us the very most. 
Let's learn from uh, Abraham's life today. It says that he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel. So Abraham's on a journey too. He goes to Bethel. We've talked about Bethel before, the house of God. That's what it means in the original language. To the place of the altar, which he had made there at first. So Abraham began his life at an altar. The altar in the Old Testament is a place of sacrifice. For us, we can't give anything to God. God gave it all when he gave Jesus. Jesus gave it all when he came and gave his life for us. For God so loved the world that he gave greatest sacrifice of all. And so there's nothing you and I can sacrifice to get God's pleasure or to, to obtain something from God, get direction from God. But what Abraham does is he goes to the place of the altar, prayer, meeting with God, knowing God. And the sacrificial piece of it is putting ourselves on the altar and saying, God, you know best. And there Abram called out to the Lord, so starting in the place of prayer, as simple as that. You say, oh, I thought you were going to give me some other more profound truth. There isn't a more profound truth than meeting with God and talking with God, hearing the heart of God. When we get self out of the way, when we put it on the place of the altar and say, God, not my will. That's what Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, not my will, but yours be done. And when that happens, it gets self out of the way and we can see clearly. We can understand more, more clearly, and we can make great decisions. It goes on, and it says that Abram said to Lot, let's not have any fighting between us, between your shepherds and my shepherds. Remember, they're getting in close proximity. The, the resources are limited now, and Abraham wants them to spread out so they can all enjoy blessing. After all, we're family. Look around. Isn't there plenty of land out there for everybody? He said, I'll tell you what. If you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. Abraham chose for the good of others above himself. He made a conscious decision. He looked for ways to say, how can I make sure self isn't ruling in my life? How can I make sure I'm not selfish? How can I make sure that I, I'm not somehow deceiving myself or, or, or trying to control the outcome here? And he said, I know what I'll do. I'll put the decision in the Lot's hands, knowing that when I put the decision in the Lot's hands, I'm really putting the decisions into God's hands, and ultimately God's in control. Now, here's the principle. When we're in a, let's say, at work, and we know that God's given us a job, but we see something hindering us moving forward, and we go, oh, if it weren't for that boss, if it weren't for that boss, then we get a really bad attitude about our boss. Or maybe in a marriage today, you think your marriage could be just so much better if it weren't for that spouse. If it weren't for, and we, we look at people as if they can keep us from God's will or God's call or the journey that we're on. There isn't a human being on planet earth that can keep you from what God has. And Abraham realizes I'm in God's hands. And he refuses to be a victim. He refuses to say that somebody else, like what if Lot chooses the best and leaves me with something rotten? <laughs> no, he had chosen God first. And he knew at the end of the day that God would have his way and lead him firmly on the shaky ground. When he said, you go left and I'll go right. And if you go right, I'll go left. It almost appears that Abraham's giving away his rights. He's the older shepherd on the hill. He's been around longer. He's the boss. And sometimes in life, we feel like we've earned a spot. We're entitled. Why should somebody else, or why should I take a lower seat, or why should I do this or that? 
And so Abraham refused to embrace his own right. Really, Abraham should have been the one making the decision. Abraham should have been the one in control. <laughs> and I want to lean into this one a little bit, because this is the one that gets us into trouble. Because sometimes we, we really are trying to manipulate the outcome of our decisions. We know what we want. And even as Christ followers, sometimes we pray, we seek God, um, we, do, we do a lot, we, we, we really feel like we've dealt with self, <laughs> but there's a part of us that, that tries to stack the deck or tries to get involved in a way to secure a preferred ending for our lives, what we think is a preferred ending. Abraham realizes the only kind of control that's good control is self-control. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians talks about self-control. The only thing that we have to control is the self. <laughs> and so once we begin our journey, not to try to put our hands on it, and Abraham could have, he could have said, look, I'll tell you what, um, I'm chief dog around here, so you can have half of that good decision. No, he releases Lot and says, you make a decision, and whichever way you go, I'll go the opposite way. I'm going to trust God. In practicality, it's easy to take next steps as we go to the place of the altar, as we, as we deal with self and get it out of the way, and we realize that God has a good plan for our lives and we begin to walk in it. Well, after Abraham trusted God with the outcome, he'd prayed and he'd learned God's ways as we read in Psalms today, and he walked in that way. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, look as far as you can see in every direction north and south, east and west. I am giving all this land, as far as you can see, to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. I don't believe that Abraham was looking with natural eyes at this moment. I believe that God was speaking to him as we begin the story. And he says, look as far as you can see. How far can you see today? How far is God's blessing for your life today? See, if you limit your own life, if, you, if you're thinking that God's limiting you, God's holding out on you somehow, you're not going to see very far. But God himself is saying, how far can you see? How far? Come on, look north, look south, look east. Your life calling is so big. What I've called you to make a difference for in this world is so huge. How far can you see? I'm giving you all this land as far as you can see. It's not limited, but God wants to give you. As your faith increases, so will the blessing and the journey increase. And I will give it to you and your descendants as a permanent possession, not a shooting star, not a moment, not something temporary, something eternal. And I will give you so many descendants, they're going to be like the dust of the earth. They cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land. God's inviting you. Come on, go and walk today. Walk. Walk in your mind, walk in the spirit, and walk actually in the journey that God has for you. I'm giving it to you. So Abraham moved his camp to Hebron, and he settled not, not near the city of Sodom like Lot, but he settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre, and he built another altar there to the Lord. Abraham was in God's presence. He was looking with spiritual eyes. Wherever you are today, Hey, listen, even if you've made a bad decision, even if you say today, I have made, whoa, I think I'm on a detour to nowhere land. You know what? That God can redeem your journey right now. God can turn it around right now. And the good news is you don't have to go back to where you began.
The Bible says that Abraham went back to where he began, to the place of prayer. And so you can just start with prayer today and say, God, would you put me on track? I believe in God's grace. He immediately places us on a firm place that we can move forward even during shaky times. I want to pray today that you, your journey will be blessed, that this time of shaking will actually be a blessed time for you. Just receive this prayer right now. Father, I just ask in Jesus' name that everybody who's understanding today that you have a way. And David prayed in Psalm 27, our declaration today is I will walk in a smooth path. It's not without difficulty, but it's a path that is smooth. It's taking me to a place of blessing. I live in a place of blessing. I'm going to a place of blessing. I won't be a shooting star. I will grow brighter and brighter. Lord, let that be for every person. And today, if anyone is in a place of darkness, if they've been in the wrong path, I pray, Lord, that they would understand that this simple prayer, just aligning their will with yours, puts them back on path today. Just before I kind of end this service today, I want to ask if there's anyone here today that you've never begun your journey with Jesus. Yeah, you have to come out of the chute. There's a starting line. And that starting line is deciding that you won't go your way anymore. Because the Bible says we're born selfish. We're born pursuing self. We're born with a sin nature, a nature that's contrary to God. But Jesus died on the cross to change that nature, to forgive everything we've ever done wrong, and to give you the gift of eternal life. And that it begins the journey with Jesus right now. A simple prayer like this, and I'm gonna invite you, if you'd say, yes, today I don't wanna go my own way anymore. I wanna walk on the path that, that ends the way you're talking about, Pastor Roy. That a simple prayer of invitation, ask Jesus into your life today. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me the way I am. Forgive my sin today. Change my nature today. Come into my life. I wanna begin my journey with you. I wanna walk on a path that leads to eternal life. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we believe you're born again and you're on your way, not just to heaven, you're beginning a life here on earth with Jesus. Why don't you click in the box, just take one more step and, and click, I made a decision today for Jesus. God bless you, let's continue to stand firm and move forward on shaky ground.